When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire Rock Podcast. Rock's not dead, it's hiding, and you found it right here. Hey everybody, this is Michael Sweet of Striper, and I want to tell you one thing. Rock is not dead, it's hiding, and you found it. Hey, this is Jim Florentine, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire, and Rock's not dead, it's hiding, and you found it. This is Jordan from Them Evils. You're listening to Cobras and Fire. Rock's not dead. This is Chad Nicefield from the band Wilson. And you're listening to Cobras and Fire. And Rock's not dead. Hey, Metalheads, this is Donald Pesh. And you're listening to Cobras and Fire. And Rock is not dead. So rock on and stay metal. This is Eri Vaughn from Sam Hayden Danzig. And you're listening to Cobras and Fire. Rock's not dead. Hey, 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 I'm Steve Whiten from Kicks, and you are rocking out with Cobras and Fire. Rock is not dead. Hi, everyone. This is KK Downing, formerly of Judas Priest, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire podcast. You know what that's all about. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. 2018 Year in Review episode... Part one. That's right, bitches. We don't just have one clip show this year. We got two. Merry Christmas. Bobby's got a gun that he keeps beneath his pillow. Out on the street, your chances are zero. Fire. I'm your host, Lewis Cannon, and I am joined, as always, with the retrospective Baco. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm standing under mistletoe and kissing myself. 
Ooh, nice. Yeah. I like it. Uh, happy holidays, Loose Cannon. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Thank I'm you. sorry. Ha- I don't want to offend anybody. Merry Christmas. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. You're, it's Christmas. Christmas, you say. yes. Uh, you have to make sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> smiling and greeting somebody is apparently a way to offend a Christian. So, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Any, anyway, we had quite a year in 2018, man. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, we both of us managed to not fall downstairs. Yep, um, that's correct. No, no actual broken bones. Um, I have, and I, I appreciate you sending my gift early, which is my set of six satanic Starbucks cups. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, refillable at a fifty cent discount in any any participating Starbucks. So, thank you very much for those. I've been I've been envying them from years from your posts. So, yes, yeah, right on. Uh, well, you know, it's the end of the year, and we we, we did this last year, so uh, we, we the holidays are kind of busy for everybody, and I got to believe for our listeners as well. And if maybe you just want a little escape and hear little snippets of the best of the the bits we did over the year i was thinking we could do a couple episodes of that and then uh, we'll come back in 2019 you know uh ready to uh you know push our family out the front door and start off uh the new year with uh with some more fresh cobras what do you think so you're saying that we're going to do the same thing that like a family ties would yeah, do or, it, or cheers it's yes? a clip show Oh, it's a clip show. Okay, we should, we should, we should, we just break it down for what it is. This is a great way talking. if if uh, if grandma's got a little too much, or if you have that uncle that's had a little too much eggnog, we should say, uh, maybe slap on some earbuds, which you know I'm a huge fan of, and mm-hmm. uh, just sure. you know escape for an hour and a half and, and and laugh to yourself while your family wonders what the hell's wrong with the psycho with the uh, uh, streaming some something with his ear earbuds. Maybe one of those ear pods, or whatever, the, some wireless ones that almost fits oh, into yeah. one of your it's, left ear, and you're like a broken off Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying, yeah, those are great. But I'm saying, put one of those in your ear during Thanksgiving dinner, so when your dad is going off about about you know why Trump Nation is great or why yes, not yeah. for for a while, you just you just start laughing. At everything he yeah. says, and and because we're fair gold. and balanced, maybe you have that aunt that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is really thinks Hillary got the got the shaft, the shaft. In the last election. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, right. Anyway, well, you have a, a wonderful holiday season, Christmas, whatever they celebrate in your house there in Colorado. Uh, this is part one, uh, so this is, it'll be roughly the first half of 2018. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. Uh, oh, by the way, Mitch LaFon posted on Facebook today that he should have been the one to ed, uh, interview Vinny first. Oh, and why would that be? Would he, was he there? Uh, no, he's not. Ding, ding, ding. Anyway, 
I, I just don't get it. So he should have been the first person to interview yeah, him. He should have showed up then. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the logic of this guy. I got to talk about this Paul comment he made. But before I do that, one of the things he said that kind of also got my little BS meter dinging was uh, he said that he's not on the Internet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is literally, you know, it's like, you know, anonymously all over the Internet. I mean, we, we know all about all of his track record there, you know, with Meredith sending out emails and the whole part where he says, I had no idea that people really wanted to see me or that really were obsessive about my time in Kiss or something like that. Like, where, where did you hear oh. that? <laughs> Are you fucking with me? Of course. <laughs> I read it. I read it on the Blabbermouth article. <laughs> but anyway, so he goes, yeah, I, I like how this image you have of me. Just like me hoarding all this audio and stuff like that. It's just not listening. hoarding. Not just, gonna... it's, just, it's just character you play, Mr. Above it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too good for for this kind of time-consuming project. you talking about my character while being smug all the time, not listening to anything? Is that what you're trying to say to me? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do know the, the subtitle for me for this expo was the uh, uh, Loose Cannon's Ego Boost. Yes? <laughs> yeah, you, you could have shown up and felt great about yourself looking at the median uh, Kiss fan that we see there. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, I guess I'm going to have to live another day. I feel good. I uh, feel good about myself. Thank I would just If I was there, I would be looking around going, this is awesome. Oh, my God, that's Vinny. And then I'd see a bunch of people that reminded me why I don't tuck in my T-shirts. <laughs> Once again, validating the T-shirt tuck, untuck. <laughs> oh boy! I, <laughs> you know, we should have, we should have, we should actually have uh, as the album uh, 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 album as the episode art is kind of like the Love Gun cover, it's just of it's just you and I on top of a pedestal, and all <laughs> all the right, all the Kiss fans below us. We need an art department. <laughs> we do for that. It's going to be a little too hard for Photoshop. Uh, so anyway, towards the end of his interview with Eddie, uh, they were talking about Gene, and he hit. And by the way, outside of this one remark all weekend, I didn't hear him say anything negative. And this this could even be uh, not not necessarily construed as negative, but he was just glowing every time he talked about him. Of course, he probably has to be. But he talked about Gene and how like the whole email story, like. Oh, it turns out he was mad at me because I wasn't responding to my emails. But uh, oh, yeah, can I go on that that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So Vinny was saying that there was an email he didn't check uh, at, at a normal basis, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah. And I thought to myself, what email would he have that doesn't check on a normal basis? I know which one—the one he uses when he sues people. Yeah. Well, even that. <laughs> like, yeah, the, he says something like that in there, which I'm sure you heard. Uh, but I, I did not. I only read it. <laughs> Where he's like, "There's something I use for certain certain business things that I haven't need to use in a while." That. Uh, that. So yeah, yeah, of course, that's his lawsuit email address. His uh, lawsuit. He's like, "Well, I'm not suing anybody, so I'm not to check it." Yeah, for and he's six like, "Oh, months. what's Gene mad at me about now?" But yeah, but the, the, the but thing it, I th- also thought was amusing, though, just to throw in there, is when he kept saying, like, you know, he loves them or whatever, or they're brothers to him. You know what, you know what I'm talking yep, about? Yep, yep, oh, Okay. Not that I heard it. But they, <laughs> but when when I was reading that— You're too I busy to with my, important stuff. I thought to myself, you know, I have friends on different levels, but the friends that I really love are the ones that I've sued 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> and lost. Uh, <laughs> and lost, but like, and I had to pay their guy. legal fees out of box set money. 
it's like it's like Vinnie Vincent's version of of uh, that girl you really like on the playground when you're six and pushing her down. <laughs> it's, it's just, 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 just soothe them. Oh That's how he God. shows his love. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Kiss Kiss was the hot chick that wanted to just be friends. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So he just sued the fuck out of him. God, I love you. I love you. He's he's outside Kiss's bedroom with a boombox. No, it sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done all I can. You see a big store on the barrel. Yeah. Anthrax, of course. Charlie, uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Where am I talking to you from, by the way? Are you in New York right now? or No, I'm actually in Chicago. Okay. You live in Chicago, is that right? Mm-hmm. You guys get a bunch of snow over the, I don't know, last 24 hours? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's a bunch of snow, but it's kind of white okay. out there. I'm up in St. Paul, and we got about, I don't know, 900 inches overnight, so... I'm all snowed in. So. Oh, God. Well, you know what? <laughs> I guess it's part of the, yeah. you know, no the doubt. area. Well, uh, I want to start with the probably uh, something I think is very important. Who has better coffee, you or Dave Ellison? Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, of course, I'm going to say myself but uh i mean uh, a brief history of the of the coffee is you know i've been doing this for quite a while now um dave dave uh started his own thing about a year Mm -hmm. or so ago and um he knows how passionate i am about coffee and uh, i know dave loves coffee too um so uh did did he uh, did he consult you at all or? Oh, we talked about you know we've always talked coffee. You know what I mean? Um, I remember we were doing these clinics a couple of years back, and we were driving in a van, and both of us like were just like, 
hit that Starbucks, please. Hey, can we go to the Starbucks? <laughs> hey, can we go to back to that Starbucks? You know, so um, he has a, a, a an appreciation of the of the bean, just like I do. Okay, uh, and. I watched uh, an episode of your talking coffee. It was a little more interesting. Uh, uh, I like it was the one with uh, Tom Araya, but you kind of got into yourself how you like the whole experience. Um, so, so for you, it's almost like a uh, I don't know a ritual each morning. Or oh, absolutely. Um, if I'm home, it's it's a, a certain type of experience. If I'm out on tour, it's a totally different experience because. <laughs> um, I I don't like to have coffee with anyone. Like when I'm out, out on tour, I like to get up and just go do my own thing in whatever city I'm in. Either I'm going to find a Starbucks or I'm going to find a local mom and pop mm-hmm. coffee place and uh, just kind of get into that. And um, I feel, I feel for me that, um, that's how I like my days to start. Um, I like to have that experience in the morning, whether I'm home. Um, I have a system here that I wake up early, take my daughter to school, come home, make my, make the coffee. Um, and, uh, on weekends it's a different thing because I don't have to take her to school and then we can just enjoy the, the whole coffee experience, you know, together <laughs> that's i mean I, the smell of coffee in the morning is almost like a sign that it's time to to start your day i i like it anyway but i mean to me it's like i remember those commercials for the army navy whatever and they're like uh we do more before nine o'clock than most people do and i'm like well yeah <laughs> um i'm busy making coffee is Black Veil Bride or Black Veil Lie. And here's how we play. You get, I read you a lyric, and you have to, to tell me if it's an actual Black Veil Bride lyric or a lyric that I made up for comedic purposes. Our contestant on today's show, hailing from the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado, home of the 1992 Denver Nuggets, who were the first eight seed to upset a one seed in the NBA playoffs. We have Luce Cannon. Luce, how are you today? I'll take potpourri for 500. All right. Luce, did you understand the game rules? And uh, as they're such, and are you ready to play Black Veil Bride or Black Veil Lie? Here we go. On Leather Wings rose from the streets with our hands on destiny. Okay. Is that a bride or a lie? That's a bride. All right. That's All an right. excellent lyrics. What's the name of that song? 
Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to answer that. You don't even know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Next. When you are lonely, words are holy, a deadly grip on lies. That's a lie. Are you fucking kidding me? What a terrible band. Keep going. Concrete heart on angel's wings, turning down a shallow path. Yeah, this sounds like something you wrote uh, along with uh, uh, Give It to Her Like a Ram when you were 17. So, that song. That's a lie. Boom! I knew it! I knew that was from the old old Baco playlist. Go ahead. Wine and vinegar stains the blood. Reach out for the forbidden fruit. It doesn't even rhyme. That's a lie. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty good. What's my score so far? Two to two. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's like my uh, my uh, high school average. <laughs> Pain and agony, one in the same. Dirty angels falling from grace. That's definitely a, a bride. Fuck! This is a very difficult game because all these lyrics are horrible. <laughs> uh, all right, we're halfway through. Um, bride or lie? Can you sing them? Can you sing them? That might make it better. Do I'll try one uh, where I'm singing. The dreams you talk about now left on broken skin. Here lies hysteria. Here lies hysteria. Hmm. Man. Lie. I hate this game. Three and three. We got four left for you to actually get a point. Okay. Broken streets, hearts will glow. Cannot stop the panic from below. That's real. That's a bride. You know, this is the whole thing. Like, multiple choice. If there's ten, uh, maybe I should just keep saying bride and just like the same thing, like a true and false. All right. Yeah. We got two left, Luce. We blaze the trail they burn. A simple lesson. Bride! Bride. I am the sanctuary. Bride. I knew it. All I know is when you say blazed, that's a very powerful word. Mm -hmm. That's something that a bride would say. It's got the same first letter. That's a bride. All right, you got four right. And wait, am I missing one here? Oh, yeah. You got four right and four wrong with two left to go. You ready? Trouble for the unborn ones. Decay will stop the aging faith. God, these are horrible. Um, Brian. It's amazing that you can write lyrics just as terrible as theirs. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's that amazing. All right, so we got one left. This is your chance to even the score and at least go home with nothing. This, this, that, but before you do that, essentially all these lyrics you've told me is a man sitting down with a thesaurus and just, just putting things together. They're, they're, uh, did you use a thesaurus for this? No. What did you do? Did you just sit there? I want to hear. I want to. I'll break that down process. when we're done here. We got one left. You okay. ready? Go ahead. Follow the morning star, a light when darkness fell. The passion left unholy. Now you find yourself. That is a bride because they covered on Holy by Kiss and it was horrible. That is a bride. Yes, yes, yes!
What is your opinion on men that wear white jeans? Well, our uh, Andrew no. WK is actually white or just really fucking bleached and faded. All right, fine. But listen to me. The uh, other part is, but he combines it with a white T-shirt, mm-hmm. but not, not a white T-shirt that's uh Looks like nice, he spilled something- coffee every morning on it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that's right. It looks, it looks like that, that one T-shirt that you wear is an undershirt that you've had for like nine years and it's pit stains. I'm not one to give advice, but girl, you're in trouble and you're better. off with pathetic equals accusing others of action with no proof and then in your favorite parentheses because the said accusation never happened then while <laughs> trying to usurp our audience while they publicly lie to theirs now of course is usurp the right word there loose <laughs> Let me let me look it up because I have not a thesaurus but a dictionary. Mm. So let's let, let me look at this real quick. I don't think they have those in Michigan. Would you like me to tell you the the definition of usurp? Yeah, yeah. What is the definition of usurp? Okay, but first off, I want to ask you a question before I give that definition. No. Have you ever used usurp uh, in conversation in your entire life? Earlier today, when I was talking to my cat, uh, <laughs> he was trying to usurp my dinner. This is the only time I've used it. You ready? Yes. Uh, at breakfast. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, can you pass that over here? Pass what? Usurp. <laughs> I need to put it on my waffles. All right. What's the definition of usurp? Let's see if Mark right, Chikini used this right. Okay. All right. Usurp. This is the definition. Okay. Take a position of power or importance illegally or by force, such as Richard usurped the throne. Like a king. Or almost like a coup d'etat. Right. But isn't that, isn't the way they used it in the sentence kind of... He's trying to say... Like, it sounds like what he's trying to say is that they're trying to like piggyback off the the massive three sides of the coin audience by starting shit. But what he actually said is that three sides of the coin is going to... Or our Decibel Geek is going to come in and take over three sides of the coin and then turn it into Decibel Geek and all their followers come with. <laughs> In a throne? How serious did these guys dick themselves? Maybe they sit on toilets while they podcast. That would explain why they never leave without editing. I think that's exactly right. The thrones, now that makes more sense. They're actually... Because <laughs> <laughs> the show's like two hours. Maybe he did mean you, sir. Uh, <laughs> Sinzak wants long. Chikini's toilet. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? They're just sitting there. That's why there's they, there's no editing. They're there for three hours. They're just talking and just fucking just dumping right there. Could you imagine a, an episode of Three Sides of the Coin where they're just talking and all of a sudden Sinzak and Billy Hardaway come in and bum rush Chikini off his toilet? Pooping etiquette. Yes. Yes. Does that work? Okay. Uh-huh. You have your coffee. Do you, are you coffee? You're a coffee man, aren't you? I am. I'm very, and I'm also very regular. And I let my wife know when things go off schedule. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Now, if I could describe this to you, first off, I am not a big fan of, of pooping at work. In my other job, basically, it was like all these little branches where there's only five or six people in. It was a, a sales environment. And you basically knew when you blew up the toilet, whoever blew up yeah. the toilet. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like that. So this – so th- for me, uh, I don't enjoy it. I also um, – well, first off, every single thing at this at this at work right now is the, is the dually. One pisser, one toilet, <laughs> one open door. Got it? Yeah. Okay. There's 50 people there at this company total. There's a total of three bathrooms set up this way and – uh, there's three owners that work there, and they're there every day. Now, I am not exaggerating, but I go to take a piss. Like, let's say once, whatever, I take a piss. It doesn't fail. Somebody is shitting in there all day. Of the 50 people, every time I go in there, somebody's shitting, and I immediately leave. Because I, I'm not sure if you would feel uncomfortable with this, at any given time, the boss, somebody you know, could be blown it the fuck up, and it smells like shit as soon as I go in there. The last thing I want is one of my bosses to walk out from taking a shit and me know his brand. 
Oh, you know, I, I go a different direction. I walk into an empty bathroom, like what you're saying, that's kind of shared, but somebody yeah. had just taken a shit. I don't want to be in the bathroom while somebody else walks in while I'm washing my hands and they think that was me. Falling in love was the last thing I had on my mind. Holding you is a warmth that I thought I could never find. Just trying to decide. I'll stay by your side. I know I could cry. I just can't find the answer to the questions that keep going through my So back to the Monster to Rock Cruise, though. Uh, there is this notice being circulated um, that it probably isn't real, but I think it's fun for us if we just decide it is. It, it looks very official. It's on Monsters to Rock, you know, uh, stationary heading and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> okay. and, and the title of it is Masturbation Notice. Ooh, no, I like so, it already. Yeah, I knew you would. So I'm going to read this through, and then afterwards I'd like your to hear your thoughts on it, okay? So this is actually like something you found where? I found it on the Meister's uh, Facebook page. I believe he was was tagged, so to speak, in this uh, this, uh, photo. Okay, continue. All right. Masturbation in the showers is a violation of Monsters of Rock housing code. The shower drain... I'm sorry, this has an exclamation point at the end, so I should say it loud. The shower drains are not designed to handle semen. The, assec- the the excessive amounts of semen in the drains cost thousands of dollars in maintenance and must be reflected in housing price increases for the next year. It's your money. Please masturbate in your own room. And at the bottom, it f- signs off with, please see your RA with any questions. Thank you for your cooperation. I'm going to let you go on this right now, but I already have a, a huge merchandising idea. So could, Well, ahead. even if this isn't real, this got me thinking. Okay. What do you think this? I want to preface this: the single dude to single woman ratio. Because I'm not claiming there aren't women on there. What do you think the amount of single men to single women are on this thing? You you do want me to give you an answer? Yeah. What do you think? What would your best guess be? Just on that. I'm gonna say zero to ten. (laughs) Yeah. Is yeah. It's ten to one at least. I mean, women, this is not a cruise a woman goes on, you know, single. I mean, I mean, th- you no. just want, there are plenty of Meisters out there going on this. So what I'm getting at is that you, you're having fun. You're at a, basically a 24-7 rock concert. You're seeing, well, I mean, I don't know how they look now, but you know what I mean? It's like it's rock show. You know, you get drunk, you get horny, and everything is double occupancy. Now, even if it's your buddy. Nobody wants to jerk off in a room with somebody else in it. Well, for the, typically. And nobody wants to be in a room with someone jerking off. So that leaves the fucking shower, man. And I don't know about of you, course. but but if, if there's a guest at your house, where do you want them to masturbate if they must? For me, it's a oh, shower. As far as I'm concerned, it's just being polite. 
Well, sure. I mean, there you got the, you got the shower, you got the drain. You can you can uh, you know no cleanup. Absolutely, yes, of course. I mean, continue, please. I, I think that's completely uh, completely acceptable. Well, and, uh, what do you think about here. that? I mean, th- that seems like a fairly valid theory. Like this might actually be a problem. Yes, but but can you imagine, so you're saying that the amount of semen at the uh, <laughs> the, the Monsters Rock cruise is enough semen to clog on a cruise. The- oh. <laughs> is enough to clog the pipes and cause a plumber issue. More than wet wipes is what you're saying. Yes. This is more of a yeah, this is more a bigger a situation. The, the semen this apparently is, is not flushable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what about what about the worst? Can you imagine a plumber going like, not only do you have wet wipes in here, but you have a wet wipe that you used on your own semen. This is <laughs> fucking up the plumbing. Could you imagine if this is really a thing? Imagine pulling that snake back out. <laughs> and it's nothing but like Peter North exploding everywhere. <laughs> and it's just like, what if, what if like some kind of like weird cloning guy <laughs> put all this together <laughs> and like cloned like a sample of all the Monsters of Rock Crew single guys? You know what would happen? It would, it would, it would I'll tell you right now, me. that guy would not be allowed at any buffet in Vegas. I'm gonna make it bend and break. Say a prayer, but let the good times roll. In case God doesn't show. And I want these words to make things right. But it's the wrongs that make the words come to life. But who does he think he is? I know you saw this. Paul Stanley has chimed in um, with a little bit of classic Paul Stanley bitterness. He's getting salty. Yes, he lives to win and to be angry all the time. (laughs) Live to win and be bitter. (laughs) Be upset over petty shit. (laughs) Don't let go of anything that's bothering you. Oh, this is a good song. I think winning is is him just getting the last word. Yeah, oh my God, he's winning like Charlie Sheen was. He really is. Uh, he's got tiger blood flowing through his, his veins. <laughs> so Gene was doing, throwing one of his vault parties, and uh, he was talking about how he wrote the song "It's My Life." He actually credited Paul with some part of it, and then said, "Then he kind of came in." I don't remember exactly how Gene said. But Paul, it's like saying it was it was a part of some other song, and they put them together and merged them. Somewhere. Right, yeah, something along that line. So you can go out and find it easy enough. Right. Uh, but Paul, of course, you know because he does doesn't care about this stuff. You know, heard about it because he's probably constantly watching all the fucking Facebook live videos of the fifty people at every vault party. Can, can I can I give you a setup here though, to Baco? Sure. That, that right before he tweeted, can I can I give you the environment? What was happening in yeah, Paul's what was, life? What was time? going on with Paul at that moment? Okay, so he woke up that morning and took a took a shower and you know used lots of of uh, different different scented um, you know body lotions and things like that and got himself Come all ready to go. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, the bath bombs. He loves bath bombs. He wrote a song about bath bombs, didn't he? With John May- John Mayer. Yeah, John wrote that Mayer too. co-wrote a bath bomb song. Yeah, sure. So anyway, so he gets all that done with that and everything, and and um, he smells like eucalyptus, and then he walks up to a painting of himself and is staring at it. Um, and it's and it's and he's and he's just there with all of his glory and everything, and the the sun is shining in. And now is and, he nude or is he wearing a robe? Oh, he's definitely wearing a robe. Okay. He's definitely wearing a robe. And, and everything. And, and then all of a sudden, he hears Gene's little thing. Okay. And, and it sets him off into a complete star, star child tizzy. <laughs> and what does he do? He picks up his phone and does what, Baco? I like in my world, he sits down on a, a PC and tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think he's, he's old school? Yeah. He's, he just got done, you know, French pressing some coffee. And he's like, time for some tweets. <laughs> French, French pressing. He. It's Folgers 24-7 in the Paul Stanley household. <laughs> Don't get your facts wrong, Baco. All right. So he leads off. So, his... he gets, so he's on his swing. <laughs> with his laptop. He's on his laptop. No, I think it's better with your PC idea that he's got, he still doesn't have one of those flat screens. He's, he's still using fucking, like... AOL. <laughs> he's... So he sits down at his PC with a cathode ray tube monitor, and he's ready to uh, basically strike back in a way that only the star sure. child can. And uh, he, so his first tweet leads off with, For anyone it matters to, the song It's My Life had nothing to do with any other song of mine. I wrote the title, chorus, chords, melody, and lyric to It's My Life and didn't want to use it at the time. Gene wanted to use it. So he wrote the rest. That's the story at Ultimate Classic Rock. I love that he says Gene wrote the rest. Let's just recap what Paul wrote. (laughs) He wrote the title. Title. The chorus. Chorus. The chords. Chords. The melody. Melody. And lyrics. Lyrics. What's left? Hold on for a second. Title, chorus, chords, melody. According to my Minnesota math, this comes up to an entire song. That doesn't sound like a guy correcting the story. That is a guy saying, fuck you, you lying (laughs) fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Quit fucking telling people you did anything. It's his life. Okay. It is his life.
Well, I, I just got the new John Karabi uh, album. It, you know, it, it was cool. It's a double live. Uh, um, it's him with with like uh, his own solo band doing the 94 Motley Crue record, right? right. I got it on vinyl right, right, with right. a digital download. And I got it on, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. I still haven't listened to it. Oh, man. Okay. Now, tomorrow, was... now, that, that, now that's that's more of a personal thing. You know, when I was, like, in, if I was in junior high or high school and I had the, the new, like, Judas Priest album or Kiss album, even if I listened to it the night before, I, could, I couldn't focus on school. I would right. only be thinking about going home and listening to that fucking new Wasp tape. You know what I'm saying? And so now I'm like, I need to really make me time. I need time <laughs> for me. I want to absorb this record. This I'm really looking forward to hearing this record. I don't want to do it half-assed. I don't want to quickly download the MP3 file, throw the headphones on, and listen to it while my wife tries to talk to me as we're watching TV. You get what I'm saying? I no. want to have it when I can absorb it. Can, can I add to this real quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what you want to do is you want to have, you want to listen to it. On, you have the vinyl, right? Yep. Okay, so you want to sit on your couch. You want to have a Monsters of Rock experience. You want to masturbate into a shower while you're listening to it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to crank the stereo, go into my bathroom, and jerk <laughs> off in the shower. Right, because we love the music. Uh, so continue, please. But I heard that they were giving away concert tickets on a local radio station. And believe it or not, I'm tying this all together, people. Please. Uh, not to John Karabi. Just, I, I think it was fucking Corn or something, Jonathan Davis. And they're like, caller 10. I remember when they would like... Who wants to eat a pile of vomit? You know, yeah, they, they would just, people would do stunts. Now kids eat Tide Pods just to eat a Tide Pod. In my uh, day, we would eat a Tide Pod for front row seats to Motley Crue. I understand we that. Cared. That's it right. mattered. It was something. And I think part of the reason is there's technology and, and all these things to ban. But the, the reality is, is that there is not this connection to music. Because, I don't know, even the people I went to school with that weren't like you and I that really got into it, we're still into it. Even the people that liked the music that sucked liked music. They talked about it. They talked about the latest John Cougar fucking video. You know, it was something we discussed and embraced. And it was part of our life. And now I think part of the problem, Luce, is that, like, Lyrically, there's nothing that resonates with with the kids growing up. Uh, say what you want about Nikki Six, but when you're 14 years old, it sounded like that guy was writing lyrics for you. Every Paul Stanley interview sounded like he was talking to you. Wasp, it was like that guy understands me. It's like all they have now. The only artist that I see that resonates with people in a passionate way lyrically is Taylor Swift, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I mean Taylor Swift. I mean, if she would she would say "fuck like a beast," things would be much better, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, let me get into a little bit of a rant, please. Uh, this this wasn't already a rant. Yeah, yeah, that was just a pre-rant. But, but but in all seriousness, there used to be like this natural arc for how we got into music. You know, initially it was through your friends at school, or maybe radio or MTV or something, whatever. Depending on when you grew up, it you liked what you liked and a lot of that had to do with the friends you were hanging around and you talked about the latest song or video that's what you did it was a social like part of your social life then you or one of your friends gets a license you know as you as you get older and you start going to concerts and you're slamming six packs in parking lots and firing firing up a joint 
light when the lights go down. And then in college, music is still important, but the shadow of higher learning turns you into a judgmental douche and you engage in academic discussions over the latest Soundgarden record. Then you get married and you have kids and the next thing you know, you want to, you're listening to children's music and fucking NPR in the minivan until one day your wife plans a garage sale and wants you to go through a box of junk in the attic or, or garage or, or basement barrel. and that's where you see your old records and you feel like the last nine years of your life have been one big chunk of shit every weekend of the past decade has been filled with activities you never wanted to do family get togethers kids activities Ooh. fucking church you stare at those records and you see freedom. And suddenly, the idea of leaving your <laughs> wife and kids and taking your record collection to live in an efficiency uh, to live in an efficiency apartment, eating mac and cheese while the cops pound on your door because your neighbor complained about you cranking rat out of the cellar at four in the afternoon too loud sounds like heaven. And then your wife walks by and says something like, huh, "We're definitely getting rid of those." You know, let me ask you, you just thought it reminded me of something. You know, with record sales kind of being what they are nowadays, you don't really, you seem to be a guy who just keeps forging ahead with new material. Is it tough to to justify the, the time and, and effort to do that? You know, knowing that there's not going to be quite that big boom at the end there? Not for me, because uh, I'm passionate about what I do, and I love creating music every bit as much as I like performing it. Uh, that's never going to go away. I'll actually pay to play. 
I'll, I'll, <laughs> okay. In other words, what I mean by that is I'll, if it ever gets to a point where I can't get a record deal or there's no money from a label, I'm going to pay to go record my own album. Okay. Because that's how much it means to me. When I hear bands, big bands, mind you, that talk about how it's not worth it anymore making albums and, you know, we don't make any money. And I, I just kind of <laughs> laugh and I think, well, why don't you just sell your gear and get out? Yeah. Why, why are you still doing it? Because you got in this for the love of it and now you're just in it for the money or just because, you know, you want to benefit from, you know, your art, you, you, you perform and you re create music because you, you're passionate about it. You're expressing yourself. You love that, and you want to share that with other people. It should have nothing to do with, uh, you know, if you record an album and you only sell 10,000 copies versus, in the old days, 2 million copies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I, that's my opinion. I happen to um, agree. The best music comes from people that are driven, you know. It's my opinion. I mean, people would disagree with me and get up in arms and say, oh, what a jerk, or whatever, and that's fine. But... It doesn't change my views. It, it, you know, I do this because I love to do it, and I'm gonna love to do it until I die. All right, guys, we're gonna do some Christmas singing. Tim and Oz, why don't you guys help me out? Oh man, I got a cold. You're sick again, Bob. Come on, man. You're my brother. Don't leave me hanging. I don't know, man. I better stick to the drums. All right. Uh, chain which which in your in Minnesota We didn't have this in Florida or Indiana, or at least when I was there in Illinois. Get the little brown bag, you write your name on it. Do you ever like write loose cannon? <laughs> no, it's cannon, right. I've sandwich is ready, your meatball. 
I've written down LC before, though. Oh, you get to pick your little ingredients. and That's great. It's a genius business idea. Uh, you don't have to, they don't have to have that stupid conversation yeah. when you get up to the... I mean, who doesn't love know, walking in and the first thing you see is 900 Sharpies? <laughs> it's great. They're all red. Uh, you, you, uh, you fill out exactly what you want. You hand it to the person. They look at you. They... They uh, take your money, and then you just wait for your little baggie to be filled with glory, right? Exactly. I, I do not like their paper, uh, their napkin situation, which is basically just paper towels that aren't perforated. <laughs> I know. Just rip this off like a savage. Yeah. <laughs> like a beast. It is. Uh, here's a just big White chunk of face. Of, of, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, there's there's a there's one near my my workplace, and I go there every once in a while, maybe once every two weeks or so. But you anyway, go with so the guy I, at work uh, and you sit in your car and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just like, just like the son, my yeah, Sonic buddy? Yeah, yeah. Go to Witch Witch, get her bags filled, and then go in her <laughs> car together. Oh, new turkey guac. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, it's 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 because you have much, no friends. You eat alone. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's much more sad. So, are you ready for this? Ready for this story or not? I, I, it doesn't sound like it, but yes, I am. Uh, this goes back to a previous episode, but um, are you a big fan of public restrooms? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Oh, it's uh, usually okay. kind so of it, uncomfortable. Okay, so if you Depends have what to you're do, doing. if oh, all right. If you have to be sitting, um, do you like to take care of things at home or at least at work, or do you like to just go wherever you you know you you feel? If it hits, if it hits you, uh, do you at least like to plan your day? I do. As far as uh, dropping some friends off at the pool, I do yes. prefer to do that uh, in the comfort of my own home. Um, if I do it in a public restroom, I definitely want it to be in one that uh, is like familiar. A, yeah, well, yeah, or it's its own thing, and I like to leave with nobody seeing me. Okay, perfect. All right. So this was the same same kind of thing. So today, though, on this this specific day, I should say, when I went to one of my favorite places uh, for lunch, which 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 do you want? I uh, which which I went there, and as soon as I I got out of my car and and got into the restaurant, was in line. All of a sudden, you know, nature nature called. All of a sudden, it hit me. It's like you have to go to the bathroom. I went there, and, and again, one of these places is usually like a one-stall thing, you know. Uh, yeah, the witch small. witches I've been in, it's like it's a toilet and a door. I mean, there's – Correct. Yeah. That's it. Yes. It's not shared so, at the same time with other people. That's right. You have your own thing. But anyway, so I was there. It was busy. It was lunchtime, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to go. So I go in there, and there was already – I was I was waiting. There was already somebody I had to wait for before. You oh, know, so that's the line. worst. So you're in line, and you, you got, you're almost like the little child that almost like – Cross their legs. <laughs> Almost like, you're doing a little like you're poopy using, dance. <laughs> that's right. You're, you're like. <laughs> so so finally somebody comes and out. They always take too long when you really got to go. Right. So that goes into this entire story. So finally that guy gets done, leaves. I immediately get in there, lock the door. But I already have somebody behind me that's already lined up oh, behind me. That's that? not a good situation for Baco. Okay, so you already know that that, that there's there, there's somebody that's going to be impatient on you when you're already impatient with the person in front of you that just left. Got it? Yeah, they're so they're really pissed off because you have to deuce and they just need to take a leak quick. Which, which do you want? So as soon as I get in there, of course, for courtesy, as you know, I'm very I'm very uh, uh, courteous to others. Correct? Oh, of all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be as fast as possible. So I sit down to do my thing, and I'm I'm the person also that as soon as the thing. 
hits the water, I immediately hit the the the, the flush. Oh, the courtesy flush. Yes, I, uh, that, I am. Okay. So I go to do the courtesy flush, and unfortunately, the flush mechanism is broken. And it just goes ting, 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 ting. Got it? Yeah. Okay. So oh, that boy. means it's – So and there – No. So there's a guy waiting outside. The The bowl is – filled and and uh and i go to the, and it's not one of these big like industrial like uh the the you know when you wave your hand to the the back of the thing and, and it, it goes or or you have the big industrial flush this is like the toilet in your house that has the lid on the top you got it mm-hmm. so i immediately have to stand up. i'm like i can cure this problem this is obviously just a, a, a like a little You're trying chain. to repair a public restroom toilet at this point. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Well, I got a big – I got a deposit. It's got to be delivered. You don't it's got to go away. You, you don't want the guy waiting outside to see it. Which Witch now goes to three great lengths to make the witch you want. Regular, large, and the new 14-inch super. You know, so, another plan could have been to just sit there for like 40 minutes. He would have left. <laughs> but, okay, but but in this situation right now, it's either uh, I I have already shit and now it's time to get off the pot. You got it? Yeah. So so I am now like, what am I doing? Am I just going to clean myself up and leave with this massive turd in the bowl and just like, what's up, dude? Like high five him and leave, or am I going to try to be courteous? No, you and, leave and with head down in shame, like yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm like, okay, easy, easy fix. So I go and I grab the top. Of the the Jesus, the, the, you know the ceramic top, right? Yeah. So I get it close to the bomb. I put it down, and and it goes it cracks, and it cracks into like <laughs> to like three piece three pieces and a bunch of little pieces. And I'm like, God damn it! So I go, I stick my hand in well, the back of this Well, at this point, bowl. the guy waiting in line is calling management to find out what the hell you're doing in there. <laughs> it was it was a big sound. It was a big sound. And then and then I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm already this far in. So now what do I do? So I put my hand into the back and I grab that chain. I don't put my hand in the the, the water, but I grab that fucking chain. Oh, you, come on, I, man! You're elbow deep at this point, right? <laughs> I get it. I pull the chain and it flushes, so the the evil goes away. But now I'm stuck with nothing but 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 all the ceramic uh, thing. But it's mostly three pieces. So I'm like, what do I do now? So are you wearing up- flip flops? <laughs> no, okay, I want you're safe then. Even better. So I, I pick up the three the three uh, pieces of the top and I put them back like a jigsaw puzzle <laughs> on the top of the toilet. But there's like still like twenty percent of it missing. Yeah. And there's all these shards. I'm like, what do I do? So I start kicking some of the uh, pieces, ceramic pieces behind the toilet, and I gra- and I reach out. And there's a couple big ones, so I, I I pick them up. What do I do? I fucking slice my hand open, Paco. Oh my god. I start dribbling blood all over the floor, <laughs> and so I, then I have to go over to the uh, the the paper towel thing, and and, uh, and luckily in the paper towel, these are not the same things. You know, the, like you say, you're you're you don't like the napkin situation up front, yeah, right. It's the same kind of thing. Like I just keep ripping off these swaths. Of, I wrap my my hands up. There is seriously blood on the floor. the The top of the toilet is in like three pieces, kind of like this balancing on the top. I wash my hands as it's gushing blood. I did exactly what you said. I put. I walk out. I put my head down, and I walked. I ran right out of there. Get up and get your brown out of here. And all, what you must know. 
percent of people are doing a lot tougher jobs than we are, and um, I'm, we're we're pretty blessed to be able to just you know <laughs> make art and go and go yeah. and show it to people. That's our job. Our job is show and tell. How come you're not playing heavy? Well, the reason I don't play that song is because I wrote it when I was 19, 20 years old, and I wrote it about a couple friends who, you know, were being disloyal. And I, I think that I kind of did myself an injustice um, with the way that I portrayed the song. And I'm not a very violent guy. I never really believed in violence. Um, and it comes off as a very violent song. And, hmm. you know, it it started to show itself as that way when you know certain certain uh, certain people were coming forth and you know offering us spots on uh, military sites. You know, one one site oh, actually okay. offered offered to offered to put the song over top of a ten minute video or something like that of them just you. Could, there was actual footage of people getting like shot and like. Mm bombs b- bombs hitting the ground and stuff and I as soon as that shit starts happening I don't want any piece of it the song was supposed to be metaphorical right and, yeah it's a no, character it's and not it, literal and it came and it and it came off as very violent and you know I I I just got tired of you know spreading that kind of message to people and I, I changed, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was a very different person when I was 20 years old than I am now at 25. And, um, I, obviously there'll come a time when we play it again and okay. you have to come to terms with it because fans do enjoy <laughs> it. And I don't, I don't mean to rob people of their experience every night, but you know, I got to find a way to kind of, uh, compartmentalize that in my brain and, and, and figure out why I'm singing it before I actually uh, start singing it again. I get, I, I just, I got tired of you know the things that the things that it was representing and and you know the the people that uh, I just get. I guess people were using the song, you know, in a in a sense that I, I never believed in. Yeah, I mean, I I get that, and I respect the the decision there. I I I will tell you that would be the, if I if I had to complain, and it would really be hard to make me complain about the show I saw. That would be it. I said I wanted to hear heavy, <laughs> uh, but it, it is a great song. It, uh, my lord, I, I think it's one of the best written songs I've ever heard. Uh, oh, thank you. But uh, I I understand what you're saying. I wouldn't want to necessarily be attached to that. I, I it's not fair that people are taking it out of context and robbing it from people like me hearing uh, an amazing band play it but again uh, well gush 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 and you, you know what is when you write a song um you you expect people and you hope people to take their own meaning from it you know mm-hmm. that's that's your job as a songwriter and that's part of the business um, yeah so but you, you don't necessarily really claim- expect a meathead to turn a metaphorical song into a literal interpretation of a military aggression you know come heavy or don't come at all you leave your peace at home, that's your call It never paid to be merciful Come heavy or don't come at all
checked out about after three hours of day one. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so you yes. missed the Treyu. I've never been a big fan, but they've always had just an edge of like an 80s metal vibe to them that they Which do. Which album? Because the one I listen to are all Screamo. Well, I know what the one I have has it. Yeah, they do the Screamo thing, but they'll also like some of the music and also like, I don't know. I'll tell you what, when we're done here, I'll play one of the songs that are more okay, influenced okay. by that and then Good. you can listen to that. Because that's what I was... I was do they play any of that live? By the way? Yeah, they played the song I'm going to play here. Okay, uh, cool. Towards the end of the night when I was back at the hotel, yeah. uh, I, I was pretty drunk, and I remembered how the singer commented on how much he appreciated playing in front, of, in front of such a diverse crowd. Sure. Uh, which, of course, I was like, he's got a point. So I agreed. Why don't you and I list off uh, the diversity this audience had? Oh, yeah. Do, like, do, the, do, what do, kind do, of people you want to see here? We, I saw old white people. I definitely did, but I also saw young white people. I saw some slightly older than young people, white people. Poor white people? Yeah, some poor white people, less poor white people. Mm-hmm. What about white people who have money but still like uh, Atreyu? <laughs> I saw some of them there. They were at the stage. <laughs> uh, I saw white people from Wisconsin. I also saw white people from Minnesota. Wow. I mean, that is that is like a sea of diversity. It is like... Well, but, but I also saw white people passed out on at 2 o'clock in the Oh, the right. There was, there was also not passed out white people. Uh, we had dinos- <laughs> people dressed up as dinosaurs that if you took off their dinosaur uh, costume would be white people. Yeah, right on. Uh, I saw uh, white, oh, pe- white I people s- selling beer. I saw white people wearing uh, Bud Light uh, hats made out of a 12-pack. Oh, I saw that too. I saw white people who made me look like I, like I was four inches tall. Oh, no, we're having a little fun here, obviously. But, you know, you know back more... It- there was not much diversity there. No, there really wasn't. It, it was as diverse as a Indianapolis Colts football game crowd. Or an Indianapolis 500. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was- By the way, can I tell you... <laughs> it was diverse ones- as the locker room at the Masters. Released a special Three Sides of the Coin side episode dealing only with this topic that they were not involved in at all. Oh, so this is three hours of rambling conversation uh, with with no edits and also contains no facts? Or it, It's actually five minutes of content stretched over 45 minutes. And chip breaks? <laughs> I didn't see Chikini eat during this one, but... Uh, Okay, continue. So, you, did you hear it or not? Uh, by the way, that's the same. That's the same thing that people describe our show as: is uh, five minutes of content, <laughs> an hour and a half with some songs from bands you don't like sprinkled in. Uh, I, I, I know. Uh, there was a couple of back and forth on the show about like new, I posted a thing about 
people don't listen to new music after 30. And I'm like, not if you listen to our show. And there, there's two comments. One was, I, I skipped through to the music. And the other one was, I skipped through the music. <laughs> So yeah, we got we got we got them on all sides, but uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Mike Mike Branvold. I don't have a friend. Boy, he got more lathered up as he went on. I mean, this is clearly uh, still not. He's still grinding the axe about being called out in in Atlanta, and that has kind of been the calling card of that show. Is like anytime they get called out on their bullshit. They go into basically Trump mode, which is deflect, detract, accuse, you know, sell the stuff, use big words like truth. And that's how it, you know, like they, they just. But what about, but what about this? Yeah. And it's like, so they, they focused on the, the, the lack of a contract. Maybe they got a point there. Maybe they don't, but they are intentionally misrepresenting the whole thing. And that is that Vinny did not leave. Vinny, after the fact, asked for money and was declined. That is the truth. All right. We, we have, you know, we're a little more insiders, so we've been privy to see some of the exchanges, but there was no bad blood until Vinny went and did his statement. And these guys seem to go over that and they, they skip it. And Chikini offers brilliant, brilliant commentary like this. Bullshit. It's the music business. Music business. business. So if you find those kind of nuggets insightful, you're probably not a very smart person. Luz, did you know it's the music business? <sighs> I'm not even sure that was Mark Cicchini because I didn't hear any chewing. <laughs> yeah, he pushed away from the buffet table long enough to offer this insight. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um, that can't be too – that can't be very interesting uh, banter unless your IQ is the same as your thermostat. <laughs> well, look, we're we, – if you And I keep, I keep my thermostat at about 71 on average. <laughs> look, I, you say what you want about the show. Like it or don't like it. When they have a good guest on, I think Branville does offer some – at times, interesting things to uh, as far as questions, and, and and you can get good things out of it. I loved the the Michael James Jackson interview. I loved the second interview with him, where he came back and basically said Paul Stanley yelled at me, and I have to correct something that I was vague on. <laughs> the point being, yeah, I, you look this this show has an axe to grind. Okay, they keep saying like. It's just true that this happened. When they never really, other than they said, that's not true, Aaron Camaro, they didn't prove anything. And Mark Cicchini went, did you hear Aaron Camaro jokingly apologize to Branvold? No. On Decibel Geek, uh, Aaron Camaro threw out kind of like a, I guess I owe you an apology, Michael Branvold. You were right. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just talking about that Vinny. Yeah, the Mark Cicchini references that without mentioning the show or the person and says, and you, and he apologized to you. He apologized, and he basically said, you know, I was wrong to take Vinny's side. I was wrong to lie for Vinny Vincent. And I'm like, are you – my God, how fucking I – mean, either, either Cicchini is dumber than I think he is or – he is smarter than I think he is and knows how dumb the people who listen to that show are. <laughs> you. Outside of me, because I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm wicked smart. And by the way, my comment about not, not knowing if, if, uh, if, if Mark Cicchini, uh, that was him or not from him uh, chewing, is not at all some kind of uh, uh, rip on. 
Uh, that wasn't any kind of joke, which I never do about somebody's appearance unless it's Vince Neil. Um, uh, uh, it had to do with the fact that he's always eating chips. He's eating something. He he was eating ice cubes on an episode, <laughs> which are like chips except they're just water. <laughs> yes, they, they crunch in your mouth. Maybe it was a texture thing for him. Yeah, it's all about the texture. Fuck those guys. They knew exactly what they were doing. This is an axe. To, they had nothing to do with this, and yet they, they interject their opinion, and they refuse to mention Decibel Geek or the Rock and Pod Nash, you know, the expo in, in oh, Nashville. Oh, really? They did it that way, too? Yeah, they did, where that. they just kept talking about this expo in August and this other, this other show. You know, we all know what you're talking about, and you're a bunch of cowards, once again, for refusing to name what you're going to name. And it just, there was a post on on the Kiss Room where someone said, on this topic, makes me laugh, no surprise, all these other podcasts changed their tune on Vinny and started kissing his ass after he came out, even after Vinny screwed over former band members and fans, hilarious. And the person who commented on that was Michael Brandvold, who said, makes me laugh as well. I can only think of one show that actually changed their entire tune on Vinnie Vincent when he decided to do the Atlanta Expo, and that was three sides of the coin. It's ridiculous that they use the word truth, and anybody can see this loose, anybody. Anybody whose IQ is higher than the number on your average thermostat. Wow. Yeah, and on that, too, do you think the average listener to Three Sides uh, keeps it on really cold at 63 or cranks it all the way up to 100 during the summer? Because <laughs> either way, that's, uh, that's not a proper use of energy. I don't think the average Three Sides of the Coin listener can work a typical thermostat. <laughs> Every day just 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 